On today's show, we talk about a tool that you can use to make decisions, to get more clarity on what's important to you, that you've had access to for your entire life, but you may never have even known it. Stick around. This is Zia Hassan, and you are listening to Gently Down the Stream, a personal development podcast. If you want to transform your life, be a more engaged parent, a more present spouse, if you are stuck in your career or in any part of your life, this show will teach you powerful ideas, habits, and skills so that you can focus on what's most important to you. When I was in 10th grade, I heard a poem in English class. Actually, I read this poem in English class out loud that completely changed my life. Now, the poem was T.S. Eliot's Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. And I read this poem every single year. I've read it every single year since I was in 10th grade and since I first read it and it completely affected me and changed how I think about time. In this poem, there is an old man, as the narrator, reflecting back on his youth and looking back on it in this wistful and nostalgic way that really captures what it's like to look back on the past. And so I got really fascinated by the poet, T.S. Eliot, who had seemingly written this poem from his own experience. Now, the interesting thing was that T.S. Eliot had gone through life. He was already dead. He had died in like 1965, 20 years before I was born. And I was 15. I was a teenager. And yet I was connecting to this idea, to the sentiment of someone who is elderly, perhaps at the end of their life or feeling uh, as if their, their prime has passed. But here I was at 15 feeling the feelings in this poem. Miles Davis is another person who died around the time that I was born and whose music completely affected the way that I listen to music and the way that I think about sound. Now, there are many other pieces that I could bring up, many other pieces of art that have affected my emotional state, how I see things. These are just two really clear examples. But what's interesting is not necessarily the content or that I connected to these particular artists. What's interesting is that these artists are people that I've never met and in fact have been dead for most of the time that I've been around, if not all of the time that I've been around. Now that's profound when you really stop and think about it. That someone who has died or doesn't actually exist in my space, that I've never met face-to-face, that's never sat down with me and given me one-on-one advice, could affect me in such a dramatic way. This is the way that wisdom seems to just transcend time itself. And when people put words into poems, when they put emotions into music, These are pieces of art that have an effect on our lives, a ripple effect on everybody that hears it and then passes it on to the next person. For instance, this Miles Davis thing I got from my dad, who had clearly been affected by Miles Davis and had bought his CDs. So I was exploring my dad's CD cabinet when I found Miles Davis. The Prufrock poem came from my 10th grade English teacher, who clearly had been affected by it enough to want to teach it 
to her students. So it originated from one person, but it got passed through to other people. This wisdom, this knowledge, this feeling had this ripple effect. Carl Sagan, the famous scientist, once said in a video that books break the shackles of time. I think that's true for many pieces of art, including the ones that I've mentioned today. They break the shackles of time. That long after the people who made these things are gone, we still have access to their wisdom. And not only that, but their wisdom has affected us. The way that I see the world, the decisions that I've made, the wisdom that I have gained is shaped, is affected by the things that I consume. The inputs affect the outputs. Now that is extremely powerful. That means that the tool set that I have with which to make decisions, with which to gain emotional clarity, comes from the experiences that I have in the world and the art that I consume. These people and their work are now baked into my subconscious in such a way that it's hard to tell exactly how they have affected the decisions that I've made, the choices that I've made, and the way that I see the world. It's, like, it's kind of like putting little drops of food coloring into water, and after a while, the water changes color, and you don't know just by looking at the water which colors went into it. That's how it feels in my brain. But because these are really important people, and they have influenced and affected us, we can actually access their knowledge even if they're not here, even if they haven't written about the particular dilemma that we're currently having, we can actually access their knowledge. So here's how you do that. And by the way, this can apply not to people only that are celebrities, that are famous, that have influenced the entire world. These can apply to folks that you have met in your life that have influenced you. I think of both of my grandmothers when I think about people who have influenced me. Now, they are not famous, they're not Miles Davis, they're not T.S. Eliot, but they are incredibly influential, and they have affected, and their teachings and their lessons and their wisdom have affected the way that I live my life. So here's how you access a part of you that may help you make a decision or gain some kind of emotional clarity on something. Think about that person. Think about where they are. Think about what they might be doing Create a dream in your mind of that person, whether it's an artist that you don't know or someone that you know. When I think of one of my grandmothers, for instance, I think of her sitting at a coffee table, sipping tea and reading the newspaper. It's just how I imagine. I imagine the sunlight kind of streaming in as she's sitting there. And if I want to, I can, in my mind, walk into this room and sit down with her at this coffee table. Now, of course, this is all happening in my mind. Right? This isn't real. I'm not communicating with someone that has passed away. It's, I'm not connecting to some ghost uh, in some supernatural way. But in some ways, I am connecting to a spirit, if we define a spirit to be the essence of who someone is or was. And I can sit down at this coffee table and have a conversation with my grandmother and ask her questions about what I should do and gain clarity on how I'm feeling. And the minute I start to ask questions, she will answer me based on the construct in my brain of who she was as a person and what she might say. 
I've spent so much time around her in my childhood that I kind of know or can at least guess what she would say. And maybe I'm wrong, but that doesn't matter. It gives me a new perspective and it breaks me out of the patterns that my mind was going in before I accessed my grandmother, this person. We'll call this person a sage. But you can really call them anything that you want. A spirit guide, a mentor. Now, of course, you could also find this person if they exist and if they're alive and sit down with them and have a conversation with them, but it's a different type of thing if you do that. This is accessing the knowledge and wisdom that you've attained in your own mind from that person. It's not better or worse than having a conversation in real life. It's just different. Listening to what your sage tells you is basically the same as making your own decision, but with a different framework. And the approach, the angle that you come at it is entirely different. Now, this is just one tool in the intuitive toolbox that you can use to make decisions, to figure out what to do. And I can tell you an example of something that my sage, one of my grandmothers, gave to me when I accessed her in my subconscious. I was anxious over a work situation. And I had tried a number of ways to sort of figure out what to do about this particular work situation. It was very tense. And when I sat down in my mind with my grandmother, she actually didn't say anything at all. There was no advice that she was giving me. It was more of a vibe. And the vibe was calm. Now, if someone had told me, hey, just chill out, calm down about this work situation, don't get so worked up about it, I'd probably get more worked up about it just from that, uh, that, those instructions. But the vibe, the way that in my mind my grandmother was sitting, the way she looked, the way she wasn't worried about anything, the way her face didn't change when I talked about all the stuff that was bothering me, the way she listened, that was what brought me to that place of calm, at least for a moment. And that's important. Even if for a moment you gain some sort of clarity or calm, that's still really important. So sometimes it's not about asking your sage for advice, but it's about feeling their vibe, feeling their energy. What would they do in a particular situation? What would they feel? How would they react? You can adopt these little nuances, these little quirks about their personality in order to better understand your own life if you want to. Sometimes it's useful. Sometimes it's not as useful. You won't know until you try. And what about you? You might be a sage for somebody else. So what are you putting out into the world that is going to leave a lasting impression? What, what ripple effect are you having on your spiritual community? I'll leave you with that thought, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Hey there, thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. This is Zia Hassan, and this is my weekly podcast, Gently Down the Stream. If you don't know me, I am an educator, a trainer, and a coach. And this podcast and my coaching practice are for people who want to change their lives. This podcast is meant for teaching and for learning and for inspiration. But if you want to spend some time with me and focus on you and the wisdom that you have, you can book a coaching session with me at ziahassan.coach. And together we can figure out what your core values are, which is something that most people have not considered, have not actually dug into. Most people don't know what their core values are, or if they think they know them, they are sometimes wrong. 
We can navigate a dilemma in your life and figure out the next best step for you to take. And through small changes, you can have a big transformation. My podcast is all about what I value and stand for. But when you coach with me, we figure out what you value, what you stand for, what you believe, and what actions are necessary for you to take to live a life that is meaningful to you, to connect to the things that you want to connect with and say no to everything else. So if you're interested in booking a session with me, check out ziahassan.coach, and I will see you next Tuesday.